Hello and welcome to the Glenfiddich Challenges Club podcast, coming to you from the mother city, Cape Town. We've been on a journey this year, a journey that began in Johannesburg, took us to the shores of Durban, and now comes to you live from the mother city, Cape Town. Beyond the places we've been, it's also been a discovery of what makes a challenger, what defines them from the rest and what fuels their purpose. The Glenfiddich Challengers Club is a space of shared opinion, views and perspectives of success brought to you by Glenfiddich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey. Over the next week, we'll be diving into discussion with some of South Africa's most intriguing minds with a curated panel of changemakers and visionaries in a forum designed to inspire, equip and motivate the next generation. Welcome to the Challengers Club. All right. Well, uh, once again, welcome, everybody. This is the Glenfield Challengers Club. This is an exciting space where we get to come together as challengers and uh, talk about a variety of themes uh, important things that we have experienced that have shaped us to be who we are today. I mean, challenges, I mean, so much can be said. Mavericks, they go against the grain, they break the rules, they're always trying to be the first, they're always trying to be innovators. And there are certain key things that um, come up when you describe a challenger. And I guess it ties in well with tonight's theme, and uh, that is the power of curiosity. If you look at the world today, I mean, heaven knows where we would be, and I mean that literally as well, if uh, somebody wasn't curious. Um, if you look at, you know, global travel, uh, some people call it discovery, some people call it voyages, or any other sort of innovation in the world of technology, medicine, it is all generally born out of, yes, maybe problems that we have as a, as a society, as communities around the world, but ultimately, it's just really about curiosity, mystery, finding out what is going on there what exists there. So um, let's explore this very open-ended, beautiful theme of the power of curiosity and how that can be key uh, to you as a challenger in being innovative, being creative, and really just being the great uh, person that you are on your journey to success, whatever that is to you. So um, I'm really looking forward to that, and I hope we have a really hot, robust discussion. So before we get deep into it, I think we need to go around the room very quickly, uh, just in a couple of seconds, and introduce everyone in the room so that whoever's listening can have a pretty good idea of who's who in the room. I will start with the lady on my left. <laughs> Hello. Um, my name is Tandy Bishop, and I um, am in fashion. I work for a major retailer, and um, my past has been uh, lecturing students, uh, fashion design students. Um, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, my name is Matlo Tentsoku. Um, I'm a senior product owner from Vodacom. Digital transformation is my duty. For my sins, I do all the jargon around technology and passionate about technology, got into it because of curiosity, obviously. Wanted to know how can I press this thing and this thing happens. So pretty much that was that and well, I wanted to do other things. I wanted to be a doctor but I ended up in technology because I had to write an aptitude test on a computer and I ended up doing computing because I couldn't understand how does this thing translate information. So yeah, pretty much that was there. Welcome. Thank you. Evening, my name is Titi Mba. Um, I run two companies, Mzante Cribs and Black Real Estate. And I'm excited about tonight's topic, curiosity, because it is through curiosity that I got into real estate. Um, coming from the background where I started um, from fashion design, I'm actually a qualified fashion designer. 
um, into petroleum, into marketing and lending, finally into, into real estate. So I'm looking forward to engaging further with everyone around the room. Beautiful. Okay, my name is Rufuno Sintumure. They call me Chef Puni. I'm a culinary lecturer, teach people how to cook. Also, I'm a private chef and cook for big people. <laughs> like us. <laughs> Beautiful, thank you. Uh, I'm Dr. Sevilla Matigane. I am the commercial executive at First Case Solutions and I'm a consultant to the chief economist of the World Food Program. Uh, I'm passionate about innovation in healthcare. Welcome. Hi, I'm Lauren Fowler. I'm an illustrator, graphic designer, and thing maker. I have my fingers in multiple pies, uh, that being Florence and Watson, which is a children's book and theatre production that I have with my business partner, Rob Van Furen and Daniel Bischoff. And also have an interior company called House of Moon with my husband and my own separate brand, which is Lost is a Place to where I do greeting cards and artworks and cross-stitch kits. Welcome. I'm Dr. Olga Nkuna, occupational medical practitioner. I'm an independent consultant currently, consulting at Engine, uh, Vodacom, and Transnet. I am passionate about preventative medicine, where I teach people about lifestyle uh, changes, where they look after their health, and more into wellness. Thank you. Hi everyone, I'm Monde Mtsi. I'm an official fashion entrepreneur running a publication called Renaissance Men. Passion lies within producing content for the African consumer that is based on African fashion, African skincare, African lifestyle. It's all about the luxury because this continent does also stem from a lot of gems. And my goal is to always pursue the luxury in life and just share that with the people that deserve it. Um, <clears throat> my name is Nick Corbett. I work for a company that was sort of born out of curiosity and innovation. Um, it's a company called You Cook, and we are trying to better connect people with the food that they eat and trying to make eating and dinner time and any event like that um, a little bit more convenient for everyone. Um, I'm a passionate storyteller and, yeah, I'm quite inspired by the topic tonight of curiosity because we as South Africans and we as Africans, we, we use curiosity to get where we to where we are. Mm, thank you. Hi guys, my name is Yanda Nago. I'm in finance, which is my 8-5 job. However, I co-found Cape Town Women's Network, um, which I am more passionate about. I'm passionate about women, celebrating them, um, encouraging them, motivating them, and just being that um, cheerleader for women. Um, yeah. Cool, welcome. Um, Arafat Gatabazi, originally from DRC Congo. I'm a web developer and I do open water swimming, uh, an ambassador for Breadline Africa. All the swims that I do, I raise funds for them to build uh, classrooms for, under, uh, for kids in underprivileged communities. And I'm a founder of Arafat Swim, where I teach underprivileged kids how to swim because most of them don't get uh, opportunities to learn how to swim, especially we have these beautiful places where everyone is to enjoy time on the beach. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Lutando Jazz Tibini. Um, I'm the national brand ambassador of uh, Glenfiddich, and I'm absolutely happy and excited to, to be part of this uh, panel. All right. Well, now that we've gotten the formalities out the way, let's get straight into it. So. The power of curiosity, I guess we all relate to it differently. So I'm gonna start with Monde on this one. 
what does curiosity mean <laughs> to you? And yes, I will be picking on everybody in the room because everyone here has so much to offer. Mondo, what does curiosity mean to you, especially when you take it and apply it to your life story? Um, wow, okay. Um, curiosity and the power of curiosity, I think for me personally, it's the reason why I'm here actually where I am in my career, um, in my career choices. It has been the one thing that has always like a gut instinct, encouraged me to try something new that I did not know that I might possibly like, but also to actually figure out that I don't like something. Um, I think also with curiosity, what it has done for me is that it's taught me that you might not have an academic background in something specific, but if an opportunity presents itself and you're prepared to take it on and turn it into a learning experience as opposed to more giving experience to somebody else, you land up building yourself and building the people around you a whole lot better and a lot more efficiently than you might have if you had just that academic background to begin with. So having liking to believe harvested my power of curiosity, I think I'm in a space where I'm influential in the sector that I'm in. Um, people regularly ask me questions about how they develop their own brands within fashion, how they get promoted internationally. And also it's opened up a lot of doors for me as well and for my brand in terms of allowing people to know that making a mistake is part and parcel of the process of curiosity. And that is the only way that you can actually get something right. And that's to just try it out because you don't sure. know. Because there's a massive sense of risk, I suppose. Uh, you know, mystery is ties well with curiosity because there's the there's the unknown and whether or not you fear it is is I guess dependent on who you are. But what is it born out of? So yes, we can talk about curiosity, but I'd like to think of it as an energy. But what exactly is it born out of? What is it, Tandi? I know you were very excited about this topic earlier when when I introduced it. What do you think curiosity is born out of, and what do you understand it to be? I think um, curiosity is born out of uh, that innate feeling of wanting to grow and develop yourself. Um, and, I, and if I think about curiosity, I think about my, my students that I've taught over the years and how they are constantly questioning and wanting to know more and challenging. And I think the root of that is curiosity. And I think, yeah, that it informs, it informs you, it pushes you, it, um, it, it shapes you and molds you into who you are. Because without curiosity, without that, that drive, you know, you can just become complacent. Mm. Um, so I think... And, and have you found, because you speak about, you know, being um, in a space where you impart knowledge to others, people say children are very curious, and then somewhere along the line, the curiosity fades. Is it true? Is it true that as adults we become less curious? What has been your experience been in I don't, that regard? Um, I don't think that's true at all. I think you are always curious about things that you're passionate about. Um, and I think... Uh, especially as a young creative, you're very, you know, you know what you're passionate about, you know what you, you want, you've got a vision, um, and you keep on pushing yourself, and you'll ask, you'll be um, curious, and you'll ask those questions, and you'll never stop. Um, and I think also, as a creative, uh, it's like you have a constant cycle, it's never, 
okay, well, I'm going to do this and then it's going to end and then I'm going to be happy. It's not like that at all. You, you, you challenge yourself, you conquer it, and then you're on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And that's how, how you, you um, develop and grow. But I would imagine that sometimes you may be curious, but the question becomes whether you need to pursue that curiosity. Uh, we've got two doctors in the room, so I'm going to bring the one doctor in first. Uh, we'll start with Dr. Madikan. Do you always have to follow that, curi that, that's, that urge, you know, to you know, want to go down that hole? It, or are there things that you need to just leave alone? What is your take on that, just generally? Look, um, I mean, for me, you know, I can speak for myself. Um, I've, I've, I've taken a path less traveled by other medical practitioners. So all of my friends are currently now registrars. Some are specialists in whatever they're doing. Um, and that's because that's, that's what they wanted to do. Um, on the other hand, I decided to go do the business of healthcare, which is something that's, when we're in varsity, we're told that all you can do is just be a doctor, you know? Um, and, and for me, it was just, I, I always ask myself, whatever, my, whatever I'm doing, will, will it make me happy at the end of the day? And that's how I follow my dreams. Um, um, I'll make an example of, so one of the degrees that I studied, I did a master's in public health, and I did it in, in New York University. Um, I had never set foot in the USA. <laughs> So everyone kept on asking me, oh, have you ever been to the USA? How, how is it? I was like, no, I just saw it on like, the internet. I was like, I want to go live in New York. You know? <laughs> and that, that, that's, what I, yeah, that's what I did. I, I, sure. I literally applied for it, got accepted. I managed to raise some of the funding. And the first time I set foot at, in, in the United States was when I was going there to go study. And it, it, it worked out amazing for the first year. And then it was just downhill because it's so expensive <laughs> after that. Sure. Um, and, but, but eventually what I found in the midst of not having money, um, you know, sometimes you, you just like walking around, you're like, oh, geez, apartment is costing me like 24,000 a month. Um, I, I was happy. Like, so for me, it always boils down to what makes you happy when you go to sleep at night it's you, yourself, and your thoughts. Will that make you happy? So that's why I choose to follow whatever it is that makes me curious and whatever it is that I believe in. Mm -hmm. Lauren, I mean, he mentions an interesting point which ties into outcomes. So yes, we're curious, uh, and then you follow the curiosity. Uh, somehow you, you, you become innovative and creative. But do we always know what the outcome is going to be? Do we always know? And, and should, should it scare you? Because sometimes you might be curious, but you're not sure of the outcome and then, and then move away. What, what are your thoughts on that? Totally. I mean, it's, it's a risk, especially if the curiosity that you're looking for is you know, supposed to be a product or a service that you're trying to or create a, a new business from this curiosity. Um, I actually wanted to build on the previous question as well, or the previous two answers, which is the kind of, you know, when you become an adult your curiosity fades because you're just trying to pay that rent and get that life and get that car payment. Like, the, the space for curiosity becomes smaller and smaller as you get older and older because, one, you think that you know everything at a certain stage as an adult, which we don't. Um, it's old children. Just old children. <laughs> so true. So we stay kids forever. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, 
I mean, when I see children running around and like and asking questions, they're seeing everything for the first time. That's what that's and that's what I chase. I chase. I chase it like a drug. I'm like, yes, I want to see what you're seeing. I don't want to be like, oh, that's the thing. I know that thing. I've seen it before. I've seen it a hundred times. Like, they're seeing a hibiscus flower for the first time, and they're like, whoa. They're like, this thing has, like, this amazing thing coming out the middle. What's that? What does that do? And I was like, oh, it's a stamen, and then that's the pollen, and then what is pollen? Where does that come from? Yeah. So that's the kind of mentality I try and chase, and I try and view things when I'm coming at it from a creative perspective. Um, and saying that is one thing and doing it is another because I feel like curiosity is such a beautiful word and it's such a beautiful idea when you think about it but to feel curious about something is it's actually really hard like especially when you're coming from a place of stress is it a or, feeling because I mentioned the word energy earlier yeah uh, which I, I don't know where energy is. is is it in your head or is it in your heart I don't know energy is in your space yeah totally I feel like curiosity is totally an aura thing yeah it's, it's like it's everywhere space. It's, it's a crackling it's it comes with inspiration it's sparkly it's it's something that like happens to you and then you're suddenly like ooh what's that? Did I really just see that? Sure. It's like almost seeing like a fairy or something and you're just like trying to like understand more of what that came from and like pull at it and, and pull like, like a golden thread until you get to where this thing is taking you. So it's good to, to pay attention to it then. I'm going to bring Yanda in here because you mentioned in your introduction that perhaps, yes, you may have a nine to five, but you've got this other thing. So I'm sure your, your, your relationship with curiosity must be quite interesting in your personal space as well. We always want to try out new things. Sure. And I should think it's because of curiosity. Um, you generally, as a person, you want to grow mentally, emotionally, and in your spaces also, um, how you align your behavior, your, yourself as a human being. And in my space, when, when we started, um, when I started my second job with my best friend, it was a matter of curiosity, having to understand how other women actually feel, behave. Um, am I going through this alone? That's curiosity. Um, do I have people that actually share the same sentiments as myself? When we look at things, if you are not curious, then your life will be stagnant. If you're not curious, then it means that you'll not grow as an individual. If you're not curious, then it means that you won't learn, you won't understand other people's behaviors. You don't, we don't live in, a, in an island, we live with other people. So being curious is me understanding um, behaviors from the people that I'm with and having to also align it with myself and also how to also carry myself. We learn from curiosity. We, we learn understanding that, you know what, there's also better, like, can you speak to us? Curiosity enables us to learn. Yeah. It it it's it, 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 it totally. You know? Because you know, with, with learning comes you know new knowledge and and perhaps even a different way of doing things. I have to bring in uh, the chef Lufuno in here because in your space as a chef, I can imagine how important curiosity is. Your challenge is to impress whoever eats the food you prepare, is is it not? So the importance of curiosity in your space. What has it been, especially in rising up to the challenges you face? Okay, uh, actually to me, I can like, fully agree with her because I'm in a classroom every day of my life. Mm. 
Now, you cannot be bringing a content that's going to be boring the kids. Now, these kids that they the age, they want to learn. And that's what I'm saying. Curiosity, maybe we can also say it goes together with creativity. Absolutely. Because they need, we need to be creative. And then I can just give an example. Two weeks ago, actually last week, I was at Metro FM, and then I knew that people would want to eat Mopani worms, because in my book, there's Mopani worm, Mashonja. And then if you're in Cape Town also, no one will eat Mopani worms. <laughs> and then I said, okay, how will I make these people to taste Mopani worms without knowing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, and then I would make a very nice chakalaka bread, and then I took butter, I, uh, butter, took Mopani worms, grind it fine, 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 like powder. Mm. And then we mix it with butter, chill, spread it in, Thomas and Pell ate there. Everyone was like, did you eat my pine worms? I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and that, that right there is, is innovation, is it not? Because I've never heard of anybody creating more pine worms. Mm. It's almost like a, a sin to do that. You have to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it's natural. Cooking. No, remember, I come from the inland. I mean, in Venda, we eat more pine worms. I arrive in Cape Town, here's prawns. And I have to what do I do? <laughs> sure. Someone raised, you know, they look like... Exactly. <laughs> but what I love is, is, is the fact that you, you've added a bucket loads of creativity. And I think um, it speaks so beautifully to, you know, one of the key things about curiosity. TT, I have to bring you in here as well because you're somebody who's dabbled in different areas. And I hear everybody talking about curiosity and the importance of it and the learning and the innovation. But how do you keep it going? And how do you keep it flowing? Because... I mean, at some point, rent, as Lauren put it, um, and other stuff, you know, um, and, and maybe, maybe uh, you may find yourself in different spaces and different times in your life where you can't always have this energy. So how do you keep it going? So for me, um, quite, quite interestingly, I look at curiosity as a currency. So for me, it's the ability to be able to deposit um, that curiosity into your knowledge bank. If, you, if, if curiosity was a currency, you'd be able to compare it to the rent uh, and dollar exchange, and it fluctuates every day depending on what activities are happening in the economy. And for me, you know, the more curious we are, the more we get to learn about the things that we never knew of. Mm. And just to give an example, the power of curiosity, if you look at social media, that's how you can see the power of curiosity. Look at Twitter, mm. at how someone would just tweet something very small and everyone will just create so much curiosity around the mm. subject matter, mm. and it becomes so topical. And, and it's an it's a ability to adapt to certain environments that keeps you curious. Um, and I don't think as, as a people we stop learning or we stop wanting to be curious about what's around us. Um, it informs your decisions, it informs um, whatever choices you make in your life. And um, you, know, you do have the ability to make choices, but at the end of the day, you, know, you still have to be accountable for those choices. And I think the more cognizant you are about um, the choices you make, the more curious you actually become. Mm. And I think I've, I've experienced that in, 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 in moving from different industries. I mean, from fashion to marketing I've to production. I've fashion. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in real estate now. You're, you're so, the model now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, sure, so you, sure. always, you, you, you always want to create that, that, that room for, for improvement in everything you do. Yeah. And, and because of the, the nature of the work that I do, I mean, I deal with different people in different levels in life. And I'm always curious about where they are in different stages. I sell houses to people that are, are divorcing. So I'm always curious about what's happening with that dynamic and how do I treat those, the, how do you manage the process because it's quite emotional. It's, it's not just about the sale. Sure. The things that comes with uh, being TT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but one thing that is key is being inquisitive. And I know, uh, Matlotlin, you mentioned this uh, a bit in your intro on being inquisitive. But at some point, you know, you, you, you make a decision, you want to go through this route and you don't want to go. How, how do you hold yourself personally accountable uh, for the decisions you make in your personal experience? And even understanding that you don't just live in isolation, you've got family, you've got people who raised you, you've got parents that believed this is the path you need to take. So is there a risk factor to this inquisitive nature and how did it work out with you in your experience? I think uh, <clears throat> with me, basically, um, when you grow up the way we grew up, it was about you looking around and say, how do I make the best of what I have? Mm-hmm. And you grow up in the in environment where you have a granny who, who, you know, whose story tells, you know, during your fire times in winter and chilling outside, you know, during summer, it's hot and all that. So it's about you looking at the TV and say, yo, okay, I mean, you watch soapies and all that, but you want to become something that you don't know. So obviously, I mean, growing up in Pumalanga, there was nothing. It's only a soccer field, four kilometers to school and back, looking after cattle and all this. You have to make what you believe in. You pass metric, you go, and you queue at some varsity. You don't even know what the name of varsity is. You see a long queue and you're like, and then what is this? This is <laughs> University of Pretoria, like, yeah, this sounds nice. Sure. And for me, I always knew I wanted to become an optometrist. Because my grandfather had issues with his eyes, you know, every now and then. I have to hey, come, I Jean. And I have to, like, you know, two drops. And one. <laughs> like, no, this old man, the sooner I fix him, the better, you know. <laughs> but, but, but getting into varsity, obviously, they couldn't afford, you know, me going to, to do my medical studies. Then I decided, okay, fine, my second choice will be electrical engineering. Because, you know, we got electricity, obviously, post-1994. And it was interesting how you just flip a switch and it was just, bah. Okay, we saw that in Jovic, obviously, you know, when we visited Angles and all that. But the curiosity was to understand where does this thing come from? You know, how does this thing get to, like, burn and all those things? I did science, and I was good, but, you know, I even have a certificate in science. But I wanted to know exactly, because the book is just a book, which was written by, you know, other guys and all that. But I wanted to know. And going to varsity, having to write an aptitude test in front of a computer for the first time, it's like, wow. Everything went blank. I just wanted to know what is this. <laughs> and for me, it suits everything. And it was, it was just that thing in me that said, this is what you study. And from here, the sky will be the limit. Change jobs from programming into you know, telecom space because I wanted to understand how do people speak on the phone? The other one is there, but I don't see it. And these people are like real time. You know, I mean, you hear me, I hear you directly. And you know, I mean, moving companies and all that. So I get bored quickly. Then I started doing research, okay, how do I go up? Sure. And so just being inquisitive. Exactly, you know, being inquisitive by nature and all that. So, you know, I mean, going to music as well, you know, singing and all that. Well, I mean, that was talent, but, you know. <laughs> you know and who knows, maybe from, there's a career bubbling yeah. under, oh, well, which I mean, we will hear about music one day. And then yeah. technology, sure, sure. and then, you know, I mean, spending a lot of time into, you know, on the internet. Because for me now, I see a lot of kids, like, not sure what they do, I mean, what they should be doing. And every second child in South Africa has a smartphone. Yeah. And, and what we'll, do they and do? we'll talk about that because well, sure. I think it forms a big part of how we, you know, you know, pass on valuable knowledge to future challenges. Nick, I want to bring you in here. Everybody around the room um, has pretty much explained their experiences and the ideas of curiosity. How do you relate to it in, in, in your own experience? Um, in multiple ways. Um, 
uh, to build on the point to comment before Tandy who, who brought it up earlier, um, there seems to be a bit of an expectation of you know a child or a student sometimes to to get on a track and it's either a doctor track or it's an accountant track and that's sort of what's set out for you and you shouldn't really go outside the bounds of that. But so many, at least in my personal experience, and I'm sure everyone around this table will agree, that there are so many people that we know, family members, friends, everything, who who have been curious and who have gone outside of that and who are in the careers that they're in now because of that. I remember being in university in 2009 and being told that by the time 2011 rolls around, we'll be applying for jobs that don't actually exist yet, which is a bit of a strange thing to think about when you've enrolled in a degree that you were told is going to sure. give you a job one <laughs> Because day. the meaning of work and jobs changes yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, you look around at the, the careers that exist now, you know, you've got, you've got things in marketing and design and content creation, and I'm only naming a few now, um, that didn't exist a few years ago, but people were curious enough to pursue them outside of their sort of normal track. I've certainly found that in my life. Um, and with the company I'm with now, again, Cook is, it was born out of curiosity, was born out of the need for, will this work in the South African context? It's worked overseas. People are doing dinner kits and things. And it's, again, grown into so much more. So I'm quite grateful to be a part of that. And yeah. Uh, Dr. Nkuna, I have to bring you in as well because you've been in your industry for over two decades. Um, and I would imagine that the walls eventually start to look the same. So how has curiosity played a role in keeping you interested in, in your industry, your line of work, and, and making sure that it feels like new waters all the time? Yeah, I've been a GP for some years and I got bored. So, <laughs> so I it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely it has. So I went into occupational health of which uh, one sees uh, different fields. Like you deal with telecoms, you deal with uh, flight rail, you deal with the portals. So there you do a lot of risk assessment for in-health. So at the end of the day, every day you look at something different and you check the health of the employee and the, um, the hazard that might employ their, that might affect their well-being. So you give the corporates what might affect and you check the area where they are working at. So, but at the end of the day, for me, it's very interesting because from every day is a different field and it's more challenging and I'm loving it and I'm very passionate about that. So we've but got to find ways within what we do to find new things about the areas we're in. Yes. Um, because sometimes you don't just want to leave a space because you're bored. Maybe you need to be in that space but doing something else that's very different. Yes. And often we've seen people making big life-changing decisions, uh, switching, you know, taking the great leap of faith, whatever. And sometimes it's not the right one. So maybe finding unique things and different things within what you do. Um, Arafat, I would never swim from any piece of land to the next, unless it's in my swimming pool from one end to the next. Uh, but for you, you know, being what I call perhaps an extreme swimmer, I don't even know if there is such a thing, um, curiosity is, is almost in your blood, is it not? It's, you know, you, you, you hop into cold waters and you don't even know when you're going to come out alive or not. So how were you able to relate that to your experience and and, and, and even the risk-taking factor of that as well? Well, I guess we're all uh, born with curiosity. Like, the first moment we start crawling, 
when we want to make our, uh, the first step. So arriving in South Africa, I had never been in a swimming pool before. So when I arrived there, I lived in a street children's home and we had a program of swimming. And it was I was very curious to be in a pool for the first time. And the moment I jumped in a pool, I felt like I was somewhere else, not on earth. It felt like I was disconnected from all the problems that I had come with from my country. Mm. And I was offered an opportunity to learn how to swim. And I took the opportunity and I was curious because there were sponsors who wanted to sponsor a boy from the homestead to learn how to swim. I mean, to swim from Robben Island. And I was curious to, to also do it. And then I got involved and asked, hey, is it possible to come and train with you? And the boy ended up going back on the street, so I was offered the opportunity to do the swim. Mm. I, w I didn't know where Robben Island was. I had never been in the ocean before. Mm. The power of curiosity got me to end up swimming in the ocean mm. and going to Robben Island. And, and now you do it for fun? Mm. Not really. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, And what I've learned through curiosity is a lot of us, we always want the outcome, but it's always through the process that uh, gets you through to, to the outcome that you want, yeah. I love that because it, it leads me to the future. And when we talk about, you know, future challenges out there, this, this culture of curiosity, how do we keep it going? How do we make sure that it becomes an integral part of what young people learn today? Um, Arafat speaks of processes. We live in this uh, instant gratification um, world and society. You put something in the microwave, it has to come out two seconds later. You post a picture, I have to get 100 likes in 30 minutes. If I don't, it means I suck. <laughs> so how do we then, you know, instill this culture of curiosity, you know, for future challenges? And Jez, I want to bring you in here because, um, you, you know, you, you have a, your own very interesting life story um, around different paths um, as a young man and still as a young man. <laughs> but how do we, it's a pleasure, how do, we, how, do, how do we keep that going and how do we, you know, impart that on young people? Um, I think it's, it's always important to align yourself with people who have the same dream and the same desire that you actually have. Um, that sort of um, fuels you. It's the same thing as when I leave this room today, I'll be more fueled than when I came in. It's because the more you, you, you actually allow a situation where they impart knowledge into you, it becomes easier to actually um, make calculated risk um, take your curiosity to another level. So for me, is surrounding yourself with people with the same vision, um, but at the same time understand who you are in that process. I think that's um, one one of the formulas that I that are there. And then, of course, um, and by all means, if there's anybody who wants to raise a hand, feel free to do so. I want to bring Tandy in here on still talking about future challenges. You know, this exploration. There's still so much to be discovered. There's still so much to do, even within the South African context. So what do we say to future challenges? And how do we build this appetite of exploration and constantly asking questions? I would say don't, don't ever stop. Just, you know, just carry on. Um, uh, at the beginning of this year, I said to myself, by the end of 2019, I'm going to have a different job. I'm going to earn X amount, and I'm going to do it, and and I did do it. <laughs> 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 you really did. <laughs> you really did. 
um, my um, a very special person to me uh, helped me through it, um, and she was my boss, and she basically, it's a, that idea of putting an intention out there. And what is that intention fueled by? It is fueled by your curiosity, but what, because what if I try? What if I just try to do that? And what if it works? Sure, sure. Yanda, you have your, your hand up. You wanted yeah. to add to that, yeah. Yeah, you, how can we keep it moving? Um, I've got a, a nine-year-old son. He's soon turning 10 in January. Um, with us, our parents never cared about our each and I too. We never used to be able to ask questions. We were not allowed to ask questions because you are kind of like challenging. Or you think that you're better. Or our parents took us to private school, so you think that you're a cheese girl, you know? However, the difference with how I raise my son, I allow my son, my son to be expressive. I allow him to ask me questions. I allow him to challenge me because what you had mentioned earlier on, they're very inquisitive and the way they look at life and generally in things, they look like they are the most real people, sure, you know? Sure, And I think it's so important um, that you mention the the role of, of a parent yeah. and, and that relationship between parent and child. Uh, Nick, I'm going to come to you and, and doctor following that. Um, you wanted to add a point as well. Yeah, just on sort of the nature of, of, of the attitude of a lot of South Africans is that, yes, there are lots of challenges in this country, but for, for many people that, that has been a space for opportunity through curiosity almost. I mean, you look at our fintech sector, where we are years more advanced than, you know, America is, where people are still paying their rent with checks. And UK. And, and yes, an actual physical check that needs to be put into the mailbox and sent off. Yes. They, and you look at that space and, you know, they didn't need to be curious because for them a system worked. In a different environment where there were more challenges and there were curious people, we developed better systems that work better for the people. Um, so also on the point of, of parents and I wanted to say role models, I mean, there are so many people in South Africa who, who do set a really good example when it comes to curiosity, success, having their fingers in multiple industries and businesses that's working. Um, yeah, so to have, to have these examples for future generations to look up to, to say these things are possible, all you need to do is to stay curious. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Madikan, you wanted to make a point as well. Yeah, um, I think I just want to add the fact that I've got two points. We, we need to stop being the outliers. We need to, the, the challenges, the mavericks, they need, there needs to be a lot of those human beings around us, right? Uh, my second point is that I, I believe the education system plays a lot in, 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 in pushing the idea of curiosity forward. Um, Yana touched on it in, in that our parents, our teachers at school, especially in government schools as well, uh, we're taught not to question the teacher. If, if, if you're asking, there's light coming out of that light bulb, how does that happen? The teacher should be like, listen, the textbook says this, don't ask me about anything else outside of that. And, 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 and we kind of need to, as, as a country, we, we, we need to, to push that agenda forward of, of, of allowing kids to always ask the question, why? Mm -hmm. yes. if, if something's not working, why is it not working? If something is working, why is it working? And I think we don't have that culture as a country. And that's, to be quite honest, 
Right, well, I guess it starts with us um, in the homes, um, in the workplaces, even in the swimming pools. Arafat, you wanted to... See the way, Or the oceans, let me go bigger. Like, the one thing, actually, too, that I've learned through being curious is you need to have a purpose, and you need to believe that you can be able to do the things that you're curious about, because the moment you fail the first time, if you don't believe in it, you're not going to say, hey, I'm going to do this again. Because when you have the belief that you can do it and you buy into it, then you can um, be able to fail multiple times and get up again and continue. And for example, when I did my Robin Island swim, it wasn't just the matter of me completing the swim because there's this idea outside in a lot of people, maybe people in the room too, that people, uh, kids on the street, they want to be on the street. There is a lot of opportunities for them to be on the street, but they don't get into the background of parents who abuse the kids, and the kids feel that the streets are more safe than their homes. So I wanted to show the kids that we, as the kids that lived in a street children's home, that we can also be able to achieve big things in life. And the first time when I did Robin Island Swim, I got hypothermia, I couldn't complete it. So I got disappointed, but because I had a purpose, the reason why, and I believed that I could do it, I went back and I was able to complete the swim. So, yeah. We'll post a picture uh, of you leaving Robin Island and then you arriving in Bloberg or wherever. Mm. But what, what we need to do more of is talk about the pain yeah. mm. of disappointment, the pain of, of even success because you go through a lot. I think some powerful stuff being said for future challenges and ultimately it's all going to make sense. It's great to be creative and curious, go down different types of holes, rabbit holes, you name it. But ultimately it's got to amount to something. Uh, TT, so many young people out there uh, looking for something, what do you say to them? So for me, I mean, I always use the narrative that people always see the glory, but they don't understand the story. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we need to own that narrative where, you know, we, 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 we punt the fact that it's not easy out there, you know. So most people think you wake up and you just get these deals happening. And I think the one message that I would, I would really, really um, punt quite aggressively is the fact that you need to earn those stripes, you know. You need to put in the hours and put in the work. Nothing comes easy out of life. In as much as the social media um, is a platform that everyone has got access to and it's easy to create a perception about your reality, you always need to go back to the drawing board and do what's right for yourself. And it, it, it doesn't get easy. Even the purchases of this world, they've, they've earned their stripes. Um, I mean, they, I can tell you stories about how they've started township businesses from nothing to what they are now. So what we see now is obviously at face value. But you got to understand the, the, the story behind it. Totally. And I love how this conversation, as, as beautiful a springboard as curiosity and the power of it is, but it's become more and more real. And real is exactly what we need. Lauren, you wanted to add something? I did. Um, one thing that I never did when I was young and started my own business was ask for help. Yeah. Didn't even cross my mind. Uh, and now, this year actually, I've been working with a life coach and it's just opened up so much for me. Just having someone that I can, like a point of contact that I can speak to and open up ideas for myself or just have someone to bounce off of because I work for myself and I work alone. It's very isolating and there are a lot of freelancers who work by themselves. Sure. And I think finding a mentor, as you said, is so important for that. Just having someone who's experienced... Don't ask me though, guys. Just, <laughs> we will be don't email me. <laughs> it's not me. I'm busy, thanks. Um, but ask for help from people who are willing to give the help as well. 
Um, I think that's that's something I, I, I think I should have heard when I was younger because I tried to do everything by myself mm. and it was so heckies. Yeah. Monde, you wanted to add something as well? Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much to add. <laughs> um, so I think I'll start at the first one that I wanted to mention and that's just... With the current generation, I think there's sort of like an opposite of scales in the sense that you've got the group of next generation entrepreneurs, CEOs, top dogs, challengers, everything, who, after I read about a survey that was conducted, all of them wanted to be a blogger or an influencer because apparently that's the quick, rich fix. And then on the other hand, then I landed up reading another article about how Africa in general has developed a culture of disruption where, like, like you were mentioning, Nick, that because we're, we're in a space where there's always a challenge, people are now in a, in a space to actually be curious enough to figure out how to fix or how to overcome the challenge. Mm. So we're in a space where now we're developing disruptors and we're developing um, your overnight successes. And I think what we need to do is help them bridge yeah. so they become one of the other, or one in the other rather, where the disruptors teach the overnight successors how to actually disrupt the industry so it's better for everybody, and you happen to get your overnight success. And the overnight successors have to teach the disruptors that, yes, sometimes you have to work five years for something, but sometimes you have to work five months, and you get it. It really is about the perseverance, the resilience, the commitment, the dedication, and then also just the constant asking of why. Why not if you're saying no? Why if you're saying yes? Why is it so easy? Why is it so difficult? Why is it taking too long? Why is it take? Why is it take? Why is it so quick to happen? And then I think the other thing about in terms of mentorship that I'd like to just touch on is that I've recently found myself becoming a type of informal mentor because my contact details are actually readily available on my website. So I will randomly get a phone call or a WhatsApp message or an email and someone will go, sorry, I've been following your blog or I've been following this about you and you're in this industry and I'm trying to break in. Can you assist? I'm not going to lie. Sometimes my life is so hectic that the first thing is like, oh, can I delete this? Can I, <laughs> can I read this WhatsApp message? Because I just don't have the brain capacity. But then I realized everything I have learned I have actually gotten from somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I'm in no right, I have no position to be withholding any kind of information from Absolutely. anybody else. Yeah. So I do my best to always share what I've got in terms of information in the most constructive, most concise manner. Yeah. And I try and make it as edible for them so that they can pick it up quickly without having to call back on me. But, but also more, the important, the important thing about mentorship is the willingness of the mentee. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Remember, remember, you need to own the process. Yes. Uh, I get a lot of requests as well for mentorship. And for me, it's, it's, it, the first thing I ask whoever is can I see your mentorship plan and they disappear yeah. which is they don't you have a plan you can't come to me asking for mentorship and you don't even have a plan for yourself I'm not going to sit there and craft a plan for you unfortunately yeah. life doesn't work DJ. like that and, and absolutely there's got to be there's got to be a sense of you know commitment and I think so much of what has been said here tonight speaks true to that and that ultimately it is, it is important and imperative to be curious if you want to be something and we can do it in a way that actually makes sense and that there's a positive outcome that benefits many of us Whew, what an incredible evening. Um, and, and I think, if anything, uh, something has been sparked inside of me, and I hope that uh, whoever's listening to this podcast is going to get the same experience. We're going to go around the room, yeah? 
and we're going to get less than 140 characters yeah. of, uh, of that advice and th- those beautiful pearls of wisdom, yeah. you know, that, that, that shine and listen like all these bottles of Glenfiddich on the wall. So we're going to start with Tandi. In less than 140 characters, words of inspiration, move me. Don't give up. Carry on fighting the good fight. Yes, don't. Yes. yes don't. There you go. My first thing. Um, for whatever you believe in, put the effort and make sure that you do as much research as possible to understand where we are and where we're going so that you better prepare yourself for the future. TT. There's a lot of people that are great at putting together business plans but fail at putting together a great personal plan. Mm. Balance both. Mm. Yes. Lufuno. Uh, for me, I can say practice makes perfect. You need to first practice, 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 and then after then you will have an end product. There you go. Dr. Marika. Stay foolish, stay hungry, and make sure whatever you do, it makes you happy. Mm, yeah. Lauren? Uh, for me, a big lesson for myself this year was anything that you do, start from a place of calm. Dr. Nguna. Um, I go back to ask, believe, and receive. That's my secret. Hmm. Monde? Your gut is your innate personal compass. Follow it. It'll never go wrong. And if it does, just go back to square one and continue again. Nick? Do not stop reading. You will always get inspired by something that you're reading somewhere. Hmm. Yanda? Oh, you guys, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> this was your idea. <laughs> so emotional now. Um, um, don't criticize what you don't like, but promote what you love. Arafat. Um, oh, well, guys, for me, it's always about the people. And there's this one quote from Denzel Washington says, Don't only aspire to make a difference. A living aspire to make a difference. So it's easy for you to go wrong when you're only aspiring to make a living. But the moment you're making a difference, is is uh, it will be easier for you to keep uh, mm. the right track that you're busy on. Cheers. Mm. I would say constantly challenge yourself, even if you're at the top. Challenge yourself. Especially. Yeah. And I think and I think ultimately for me it's always about uh, the constant desire to find out more about everything. Uh, try and learn as much as you can about everything. Uh, meet as many different people as possible. Uh, this, for me, as an experience, has been exactly that. And this is why I have always enjoyed these sessions with the Challenges Club, because I'm, I'm living exactly that which uh, turns me on. And that's meeting different people like you. So thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Glenn Fiddich Challenges Club podcast. Keep an eye open for more inspiring discussions from the Glenn Fiddich Challenges Club popping up in a city near you. Brought to you by Glenn Fiddich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey.